Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. Hi, welcome back to Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent and I until 2. Rob Doster coming up at about 1, 125, Trent. Is that yeah, right in that range. 125 for Rob Doster. More on the tournament. Just one tournament nugget. Well, actually a couple. Got a couple. Got room for a couple. I, I always do. Because I, I do want to talk a little bit of NFL. Okay. Well, this is kind of an NFL thing. I saw that the probability of Cincinnati coming back to win that game when they were down 20 whatever Oh, Nevada coming back to beat uh, Cincinnati. Yeah, yes, yeah. right. I'm sorry. Nevada coming back to beat Cincinnati. Yep. They had less of a chance to do that than New England did to come back and beat Atlanta. Really? Okay. It was almost, it was just shy of 100%. There's no mm-hmm. way they can come back. Of course they did. They did. Yeah, they did. They did. Which was, you know. That one was, I mean, Nevada was not playing well. No. And I like that team. It was one of the few things I got right. Mm-hmm. Though it's, both rounds were lucky. I mean, they didn't miss a shot in overtime against Texas. Then what they did in that comeback against Cincinnati but they weren't playing well, and all I was hoping for, come back and cover. Can you at least give me that? <laughs> yeah. That's what I was hoping for. But to come back and win, down 22. Improbable. So you had that. You had the collapse last night from Xavier, and that was bad. That did not look well, like Xavier basketball. No, I, I agree with you. And and, and look, at, I thought the officiating was not a big talker mm-hmm. in this tournament until that game. Yes. Makura, yeah. mm-hmm. his fourth foul yes. was awful. He stole it was the basketball. A clean steal. Absolutely. That was an anticipation call. It More was. than anything, that's what drives me enough about officiating. And I'm you sorry. You get something wrong, that's fine. Don't anticipate a call. And See that's it exactly first. what happened. Yeah. And he got all ball. He was headed up the floor. That was a steal. And for him to, to foul out on an offensive foul that was a block all day long, mm-hmm. not a charge, it was a blocking foul. The kid was still moving, for crying out loud. Yeah. And this is a big, big piece of that team. And how much time was left when he filed out? Two and change, three yeah. and change. Um, I, I thought the officials really, really hurt it. But again, I mean, you know, you got a lot of basketball in that game. Um, but that was a collapse, Trent. That it was. was a collapse. And Give uh, Florida State credit, but Xavier collapsed. JP Bakura is mouthy. He's annoying. If he's on the other side, if you mm-hmm. if you have him on your team, you love him. And that's a senior laden team too. Yeah, this was their year. I thought. So before Xavier came in to play you and I this year at the end of the non conference mm-hmm. schedule, I asked Ben Jacobson about Makura, and he is always in the middle of things. And if you have to talk to your guys about that, and Jake didn't come out and outwardly say it. So but... he's an agitator? Is oh, that what he yeah. is? Yeah, big time. He'll get you to you know do mm-hmm. something. All right. And then when a couple of calls, I wondered how that was going to play out because he is that kind of guy. You know he's a Minneapolis kid? I didn't know that. You think uh, Minnesota's maybe kicking himself how for not offering? They, yeah, really. Wisconsin, Iowa. Uh-huh. How the major programs around here in the Big Ten landscape mm-hmm. can let a kid like that. And up at Xavier, right. boy, he was. How about he, the city of Cincinnati too? Yeah, by the way, a couple of collapses. <laughs> Skyline chili for all today. Oh, have you ever have you ever had that? I haven't. I have. Is it good? It's okay. I mean, I. It's chili on top of spaghetti noodles, right? Yes, yes. I like both those things. I do too. Um, but and then there's a there's a rib place by the river though. It's not far. It wasn't far from uh, Riverfront Stadium. I don't remember what it's called, but they're really proud of it too. Oh, kind of yeah, like yeah. the Skyline Chili. Yeah, yeah. The best barbecue. 
Eh. It's okay. I've never been to Cincinnati before. Haven't you? One of the cities that never as uh, I've never crossed paths with. Been to Cleveland a bunch of times. Yeah, never no, Cincinnati. I've never been to Cleveland. I've been to Cincinnati a number. I of really times. like Cleveland. I do. Do it's you? My kind of city. Is it a little rough around the edges? Yeah. But uh, right next to Quicken, right across the street, yeah. the Jake. Yeah. And you got a bunch of bars there. Hey, right. Works for me. No, um, what's the guy's name, the, the ESPN anchor that is from Cleveland? And last year during the finals, he was doing a show from that area. Oh, okay. It's, uh, you know, his, I can picture him. I can't think of his name anyways. Yeah. But, but yeah, I saw the bars uh, that, that you're referring to there. So uh, we we haven't had any time to talk. Of course, you were gone on Wednesday. Yeah. So, you know, the, the NFL and the, the, the marquee quarterbacks have, have come and gone. Um Help me out. I, okay. The, as the dust kind of settled here, where where we're at. at Cousins is in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I got that. Teddy ended up in Arizona? No, Teddy's a Jet. A Jet. Who went to Arizona? Bradford went Bradford to Arizona. Bradford went to Arizona. And then later on in the day, Mike Glennon went to Arizona. That's right. Okay. Yeah, because I was out of pocket for most everything. So I'm trying to uh, kind of get my feet and back no on the ground. And no TV or no Wi-Fi on Frontier, huh? No, no. Frontier See, didn't have the hookup. I gave you bad information because when I found out when, you know, we talked about off-air that you're going to Florida. And I, I'd flown Frontier enough that uh, I was pretty sure that they all have TVs right? in the seat in front, like Southwest does. No, no, Southwest doesn't. Southwest, you got to bring your own tablet. But Frontier actually had a little monitor on the seat in front of you. No. And neither one of your flights had that. Neither. And they're both direct flights into Omaha, mm-hmm. out of Omaha, into Omaha. Direct flights and not the monitor, nothing like that. Not even sometimes you get the TVs. The drop down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, nothing like that. In fact, didn't even have in-flight Wi-Fi so available for purchase. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it was, well, I had a bunch of podcasts downloaded, and Ella had some movies downloaded. How many downloaded. newspapers did you, did you get up and like... Uh, had the USA Today. Uh, so, the, you, so you did have one, but yes. you, I guess there weren't very many newspapers. I didn't see anybody else with yeah, one. I'm not surprised. And looking through the airport both times, I saw one guy in Omaha with one mm. and nobody in Orlando. Isn't that something? Yeah. I used to scour gates. Mm-hmm. When, when a flight would leave... Yeah, yeah. I would go to that gate just to try and see what sports section that I couldn't buy at that. It wasn't a cheap, right? You know, I was trying to buy. I was trying to find a paper that someone from you know, Buffalo, yeah, connecting flight and just left it there. Right? I, I still kill time doing that. Uh, but yeah, it's Eddie Moore, so You don't much. get those, do you? Uh, so, anyways, back to you. You you were out of you're out of pocket. So you yeah, I'm, I'm still trying to kind of catch up on everything. Everything well, was Chase kind of Daniel's a bear. Okay, he's your new backup. Oh. And he's made a living as a backup quarterback. Yeah. And a, and a fine living as a backup quarterback. It's not a bad life, I don't is think it? that's a, well, it's a great life for him, but I don't think that's a bad signing trade. No, I'm, I'm not upset about mm-hmm. it. I, I told you last week, I'm in a weird spot. I, I like what my twins are doing, I like what mm-hmm. my bears are doing. I don't, in my 37 years of living, I don't think I've ever been like this. Excited about, probably have Satisfied to go back. Satisfied about your team. Probably have to go back to elementary school. During, yeah. during the 80s, when the bears were humming along. Mm-hmm. Can we Twins go back to win in '87? Up Iowa basketball. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah, that's probably the greatest moment. Of, isn't that sad? It's yeah. Thirty years ago. Uh, yeah, but I'm I'm excited about both the pro teams that I really root for. Right. It's crazy. Well, we we'll we'll save. Uh, I do want to spend some time yeah. on your, your Twins later on. But you got to. Uh, I I did have something NFL related though. I wanted to run by you and just kind of a thought theory. So we see the Eagles win the Super Bowl last year mm-hmm. and. They did it with a quarterback on a rookie contract. 
And they went out and they spent money. They brought in Elshon Jeffrey and they brought in a lot of pieces and they were able to spend because they can. And Nick Foles had a trigger this weekend, by the way, <laughs> $3 million. So, oh, really? Yeah. He got a little more cash coming yes, his did. way. Before that, a team that had built that way in the NFC was the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson on that rookie on contract. Yep. Got him on the tree. Yep. All right, now we can go out. We can get Jimmy Graham. Now Jimmy mm-hmm. Graham didn't work out, but you know they were able to spend for those pieces. And there's mm-hmm. a team right now that has a quarterback that looks to be very good on a rookie contract uh, in the a NFC. A young quarterback. In a the young NFC. quarterback. And it's not your Bears? It's not the Bears because I, I don't think they're quite getting close to that point. Uh, Goff? It's a good one, and they're out, they're doing the same yeah. kind of thing, and I, I like the trajectory that they're on, and they're spending. But, but, but your point is that they are going to have to pay a, a Dak Prescott? There it is. So, I don't know salary cap restrictions, but isn't this the time? Cowboys, we continue here, Des Bryant might be cut. You know, Yeah, I've heard conflict. They're I think. back and forth on mm-hmm. that. Regardless, though, this is the time, right, if you're the Cowboys. You have a young quarterback, a mm-hmm. cheap young mm-hmm. quarterback, before mm-hmm. you have to pay him. Yep. The time is now. Right. And it doesn't feel like they're doing a whole lot. Uh, based on the Seahawks model is where you're going. Right. Which, the Seahawks, which the is... Eagles a little bit. We, we've seen this. It's different than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Where it was, all right, got a quarterback, we pay him. And Richard Sherman wasn't a high pick either. Right. You got to get lucky sometimes. But should the Cowboys be doing more? Because we, we talk about windows a lot in the yeah, NFL. Yeah. And that window, when Dak has to be paid, if we get to that point, and I think we will, mm-hmm. three, four years down the line, isn't the time now? Yeah, I think so. And he digressed off his rookie season, I thought, as well. And and maybe there was, his running back was gone for, yes. how many, was it eight games? Eight games, yeah. Um, yeah, that, that that's a good theory, and and I, and I like the fact that you're comparing it to to Seattle because Seattle was that perfect storm team where mm-hmm. they could where they could spend money and didn't have to spend money on the marquee positions per se. It wasn't waiting for the quarterback. All right, he's there now. We can do it. Right. It's let's do it and help the quarterback along. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think it'd make a whole lot of sense. Now Dallas is also. I mean, that offensive line went from the best in football to. Above average, mm-hmm. but it was a huge they step as back dominant as from they what were. they were. Right. So probably coming into last year, you didn't anticipate that was going to happen maybe as quickly as it did. Yeah, Des Bryant, but I, I just get some help. Jason Witten, boy, He's one heck of a career. He, he can't play much longer. It, it, time to start looking uh-huh. there and, and get involved in those kind of sweepstakes and, and bring whatever receiver. And there was a ton of free agent ones out there, and... I think a lot of teams overspent for some of them. Mm-hmm. Danny Amendola comes to mind. Jordy Nelson's Jordy. another one for me. The Cowboys, I think the time to do it is now. Yeah. Go out there. There, There is, again, that window that we talk about, I think, is there. Just a thought and theory that kind of jumped into my mind as I'm mm-hmm. traveling home and listening to the same podcast for the third time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, in that division itself, right? I mean, the Super Bowl champs live there. Mm-hmm. Washington is going to break in Alex Smith. I don't know. We're talking about the Redskins here. Mm-hmm. Look, I, here's what I don't understand. And we and we saw the Jets get really aggressive and move up to the third overall pick this weekend. They want a quarterback. They didn't get it in the Kurt Cousins sweepstakes. Mm-hmm. So they're going to do so through the draft. Cleveland's going to take quarterback, you would think, at one. Then the Jets said it too, and no one has them taking a quarterback. Trent, they're apparently they're willing to trade out of the pick, and if they keep the if they keep the pick, they're going to take Barkley. Yeah, who's a great player, but Eli Manning's 
Look, there's a reason that they benched him last year because he's just not as good anymore. And he's had, I mean, he didn't have a lot of help around him. But this is a year where there's clearly Rosen, Darnold, Allen, if you want to put May- Baker Mayfield in that mix. The teams at the top of the draft all need a quarterback or will so in the next year. Are the Giants waving the white flag saying, you know what, we're going to take a running back because we're going to be back here next year. We're going to stink this year, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we'll be back in this position. I don't think you gamble like that. I really don't. Those high-end running back talents still are worth their weight. We've seen that lately. Ezekiel Elliott comes to mind. Zeke Elliott. Leonard but Trent Fournette. Richardson was a bust. Yes, Trent Richardson was a bust. Okay. I mean, you, you you can find those guys, but you can also find those guys. And you can I, later. What's, right. right. What's, what's the shelf life of a running back in the NFL? Five years. Maybe. Yeah, if you're lucky. If you're lucky. Eight if you're double lucky. I don't get what is that. Giant... Is that a real term? Double, double lucky. lucky. Yeah. Double lucky works. I like to be double lucky in Vegas sometime. I don't think I ever have. Oh, speaking of Vegas, I got to show you this. Oh, okay. So Jason Simbel, who I tried to get on today. Uh-huh. And he... <laughs> Couldn't do it. A little busy? A little. No, it just, he was licking his wounds. I mean, he was coming up for air. I think Vegas crushed this weekend. Yeah. So Jason Symbol, um, who we have on every week, and mm-hmm. we'll have him on at some point during the week, he um, tweeted out on what night would have been Friday night, mm-hmm. because at the Venetian, one of CG's, Cantor's books, full disclosure, that's who I work for. Yep. Um, somebody bet a money line bet. On UMBC. The Retrievers. The Retrievers. Bet Baltimore at 20 to 1 to beat Virginia. $800 bet. So we're not talking about a dork like me going up and throwing 10 $10. bucks. They bet eight. Now here's the backstory behind it. Apparently, (laughs) there were eight UMBC alums Uh who went to Vegas like, you know, bucket list. Okay. They each threw in a hundred bucks, sure, and they're going to bet on their alma mater to take down the number one seed, Virginia. I, I've I've been involved in one of those Have pooling you? of some long shot money. Like, hey, let's all throw Didn't in. Didn't go well, I'm assuming, right? Because yeah, we no. would have heard that story, right? Right. Heard. We we enjoyed five minutes of excitement, and then right. reality sets in. So they won, of course. Yes. So Jason tweets the winning ticket. Mm-hmm. The guys, they the guys come to the you know back to the Venetian or they watch the games of Venetian, cash the ticket. Jason gets the ticket and puts it out on Twitter. Just to, it's great when mm-hmm. when you get beat like that. You know, I know William Hill, we do, uh, Cantor does. Um, they they want to show people that hey, look, you can win. Yeah, you know, my buddy Chris Andrews does it. Chris Andrews at the South Point, same way. Yeah. So Jason tweeted this out. And overnight had 892,000 impressions on Twitter. Just shy of 1 million people saw that tweet. Saw that tweet of these, this winning ticket, and that's all it was. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they, they spent 800, they got back 16,000. But point being is how much revenue advertising. Sure. People, they mean the Venetians written on the ticket. This is a Darren Ravel special, right? Yes, absolutely. Because that's yeah. what this guy does. Just, but isn't that crazy? Social media has that kind of power. That many people see it, oh, look crazy. at it. Just shy of a million people get, and now probably this far into it, I'm sure it's over a million. If you, I'm sure it is. And we'll uh, yep. maybe when we get Jason on, we'll ask him what's that impression up to now because it's got to be over a million sure, at this point, for, without a doubt. I, I love those stories too. Just. 
you don't feel like you're going to win. Uh, no. I, I had some buddies that were in Vegas when you and I beat Kansas, and they still have a picture of of their money line ticket. On now, you and I was. I think they were like an eleven and a half point dog, something like that. So I can't even remember what the money line was on that. But you know, it was, but it was just fun. It mm-hmm. was, hey, let's all throw in ten bucks, and I think there's five of them, a fifty dollar bet. Hey, look at this! Not only did your alma mater win, you got a little money out of it too. Right. But uh, yeah, those, those kind of st- stories are, are always great. And the odds are out now for uh, updated national title odds. And who's the well? Well, who is the uh, Villanova? It one. is Nova. They're right. at four to one now. They look really tough, Trent. They do. Yeah, they're deep. They and are. They're deep. They are. There's a lot of different ways they can go. Who? Uh, Who was the second? Um, Duke. Duke, I think was. I think Duke was third, maybe on there. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to pull up the tweet here. It's not Purdue. Uh, let's see if I can. Kentucky. Find it. I mean, it's got to be on the left hand side of the bracket, right? Because the right is so much more difficult. No, it is. Duke is also four to one. Okay, you're right there. And then three teams at eight to one. Kentucky's one. Yep. Kansas. Okay. And the Zags. Well, they're on the left hand side of the, the bracket. They're on the left hand side of the bracket. And if you want to fire at Loyola or Syracuse, still get it at one twenty five to one. Save your money. <laughs> Great story. Loyola, come on. Yeah. They get Nevada next. Now, now if you okay. would have said I'm gonna go out and go bet you, I would have told you save your money last last weekend right. as well. <laughs> but I think Lightning, I'm not sure it's going to strike again. We'll take a timeout. Rob Doster, NBC Sports, joins us next. Trent and I until 2. Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Now, listen to 1700 KBGG on Alexa. Say, Alexa, enable the 1700 KBGG skill. Then to play us, say, Alexa, play 1700 KBGG. Simple enough. Hey, honey, I'm going to the chicken coop to watch the tournament. Whoa, wait a minute. Our team didn't make the tournament. Yeah, but, you know, my second favorite team did. Oh, really? And who's that? Um, um, the... Let me guess. You're in a pool again, aren't you? A couple of them, yeah. Gotta go. Bye. It's tournament time, baby. No need to flip channels to watch the game. The Chicken Coop has all the games from every network on every TV. The Chicken Coop, serious about food, serious about the tournament. On behalf of the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention Iowa chapter, thank you for your support in 2017. The Central Iowa Out of Darkness Walk at Ankeny's DMAC campus raised over $75,000. These funds allow our local volunteers to create and maintain support groups for those who have lost someone to suicide, implement education programs in colleges and high schools to prevent suicide, and advocate for new legislation to strengthen mental health care in Iowa. Please check AFSP.org slash Iowa for more information on our 2018 fundraising events, including campus walks and out-of-darkness walks across Iowa. The American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, Iowa Chat. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Tops, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. 
It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus and online at therookiesportscards.com. Little Anita's dress is so pretty. The gingham print, so fab. It's 50% off select kids' spring dress-up at JCPenney. Hmm, Anita's mom, too. And get up to 50% off select women's spring fashion. I wonder where they shop. I'd say JCPenney. Hurry into JCPenney today for up to 50% off select apparel for women, men, and kids. Plus, take an extra 20% off with JCPenney credit card and coupon. JCPenney, style and value for all. Offers represent savings on regular original prices. Some exclusions apply. Coupon valid 318 to 321. Credit offer subject to credit approval. See store on jcp.com for details. You just get it through the experience. I'm a fan of a lot of our fast, casual cuisine. I love the theater and the shopping. My kids love to go to the parks. There's a lot going on musically. If you can't find things to do in Des Moines, you must be boring. This is a magical place. Don't miss out. Visit CatchDesMoines.com and plan your getaway to Greater Des Moines. Catch what you've been missing. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? We'll find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. At the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. All right, let's go. Let's go. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Oh, man, I love it. I love it. You Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. Continuing on, as promised, uh, more college basketball conversation. Why wouldn't there be just an incredible four days? Uh, Rob Doster has been chronicling most of it at collegebasketballtalk.com. Of course, part of NBC Sports. Uh, he joins us in his regular spot. Rob, Trent, and Ken, that was an all-timer, Rob Doster. I you know we've probably said this over the years. It just keeps getting better. Uh, this would, this year it seemed seemingly truly did. I can't recall... Uh, an opening four days of the tournament that I enjoyed more. What about you? It was it was wild. It was crazy. It destroyed my bracket. But you know what? I am still in a position where I might be able to win 
some of the uh, the pools that I'm in. I need two things to happen. All right, I need Duke to go on and win the national title. Sure I need can. Gonzaga to play their way into the Final Four. Those two things happen. I got a shot at this thing, man. I might be able to make myself a little bit of money. And, and you know, after some of those uh, – those bad beats we had in the first week, and I'm, I need some of that money back. Well, speaking of uh, making a little money, Rob, I know you like to dabble a little bit in the uh, on the wagering as it pertains to games. Did you hit any big money lines, any of the upsets that you called, or did you stay away from that? Uh, I didn't hit any of the, the money lines, but I came out profitable on the weekend. No, on Thursday and Saturday was really good. But then Friday, we don't have to talk about Friday. <laughs> Friday, Friday. Friday didn't go too well. Uh-huh. Um but I did stay away. I, I was lucky. I, I don't know. I don't know if you guys are paying attention to the uh, the line on that Seton Hall Kansas game. But Miles yes. Powell hit a buzzer beater Massive. to cut a lead to four, and the line was four and a half, which means that anybody that had bet Kansas mm-hmm. minus four and a half lost all their money. So I stayed away from that game, so I didn't get hit by it. But uh, I got my hand I raised. People that did. Yes, uh, hand raised. raised you did. Oh man. <laughs> That's going to leave a mark, boys. Yes. Well, Rob, yeah, let, let, answer me this: Which of the sixteen teams that that are still, you know, still alive? And I mean, nobody. I mean, for the I, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I don't think you probably had Loyola Nevada at this point. But I don't think either one of those two teams, those two schools, is going to prevail. Is there a team in the Sweet Sixteen that 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 you thought, you know, what I don't really like this team, but having watched them get through the weekend, that you thought, you know what? Maybe just maybe this team I was dead wrong about, and they can cut down the nets. If so, what is that team, or who is that team? Well, I think it's Kentucky. You know, I just I did not think that this team was going to be able to put it together. Back in January, I was ready to. I don't want to say I was ready to quit on them, but I was ready to say this was probably a, a Sweet Sixteen team at best. Like that's what they could hope for, um, and. You know, now they're starting to put it together, man. And, and we saw it a little bit in the SEC tournament. We saw it flashes of February late in the regular season. Shea Gilgis Alexander has, has somehow turned into, uh, you know, their superstar. Because that was the thing that we were saying about them, right? They didn't have that go-to guy. They didn't have that star. They didn't have that future lottery pick that you can look at and say, well, I know we're going to get 25 out of him if we need to get 25 out of somebody. Shea Gilgis Alexander is that dude for him now. And, you know, I, I think they're going to have a little bit of a tough matchup with Kansas State, probably a little bit tougher than people realize. But that bracket is wide open for them. Kentucky is the highest-seeded team left in the West. They, there is no way that they are going to play a team ranked higher or seeded higher than seven, right? And if Loyola Chicago happens to beat Nevada in the Sweet 16, Kentucky can get to the Final Four without playing a team that was seeded higher than ninth in their bracket. How about that, man? So, And once you get to the Final Four, anything can happen. Right? Anybody can win in the Final Four once you get there. You just have to win two games. And if you're good enough to get to a Final Four, you're good enough to beat the people that you face in the Final Four, especially when the number one seed that you would be playing in the Final Four is gone from the tournament. So is the number two seed. So they can literally get to a national title game without playing anybody that is seeded higher than third. That's crazy. Yeah. It could really happen. Like It could actually happen. So good for Kentucky, man. Like Everybody is ready to quit on that team, but they're right there. Uh, let, let me ask you, let's stay in the SEC, and, and let me get your take on, on Texas A&M, who started uh, league play 0-5. They had a three-game losing streak in there. I know they lost their point guard. They had a couple of suspensions. Guys kicked off the team. T- to me, that team, and maybe it's just a product of me giving up on them or not watching a lot of them late in the season, A&M looks like this team, the way that they're built with that front line, 
Um, might they be a team that uh, that uh, you know emerges from the West and does so as a seven seed that still got some noise to make in this thing? Yeah, I mean, this is what we've been saying about them all year, right? Like there was a reason that people have been saying they were the most talented team in the SEC. There's a reason that we were saying this is like the one team in that league that no matter what happens, no matter how bad they are in the regular season, could end up doing something like this in the NCAA tournament because they have something you can't match up with. You know, they, their their front line is a difference maker. Now, they got a little bit lucky because, you know, T.J. Starks and Adam Gilder and D.J. Holmes played really, really well this weekend, and they happened to run into a North Carolina team that felt like not making any jump shots at all when they played them. And so that, that, that certainly played a role and, and played a major factor in uh, them getting there. But, I mean, look, credit to Billy Kennedy. He got it done. With all the suspensions and all the injuries and all the roster turnover that they've had, the fact that that group is in the Sweet 16, it's one of the more underrated coaching jobs of anybody in the country. And, and you know, we got to put in that conversation, too. Brad Vernell at, at Clemson. He was a guy. He wasn't going to get fired before the season started. Like, he was the guy on the hot seat list. Like, he was the easy pick. He was the one who could say, yep, we don't have to worry about anything else. Just put him at the top of the list, and we can go from there. And here he is in the Sweet 16 with a team that just beat Auburn. They were up by 41 points on Auburn. The SEC <laughs> champions, they went by 41. It's so wild. Um, the wildest, though, of Friday night, of course, Virginia goes down, UMBC. Not Now, we've all probably took take a moment and how a 16 is going to upset a one and how it's going to unfold. Nobody could envision unfolding, I think, the way that that one happened, though. Just domination out of the Retrievers. Your takeaway and a, a team that will be remembered for a long, long time. <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm still speechless. I don't. It doesn't make sense that it could have played out the way that it played out, right? Like, like you said, that wasn't just a win. That wasn't just an upset. That wasn't a last-second buzzer beater where Virginia let them hang around for too long. They got whooped, man. They lost by 20 to UMBC. UMBC lost by 44 points to Albany this year. Yeah. <laughs> they, lost by, they lost by an average of 22 points to Vermont the two times they played them in the regular season before they beat them in the, the American East title game. How does that happen? To Virginia, my guess on it is that Virginia, they, they saw this UMBC team hanging with them, and then all of a sudden, to open the second half, uh, UMBC scored, what, like the first eight points, and then they jumped out to that 14-point lead, and Virginia was just kind of like, oh, wow, maybe we are the team that chokes. Maybe we are the team that can't win the big game. Maybe we are the team that just can't, have, that they can't win in March. And I think what you saw was them – get a little bit nervous and then get in their heads and then start panicking a little bit. And then all of a sudden they just couldn't find a way to get it, make a shot. And they tried to get it all back on one possession. And, and before they knew it, they were down by 20 points and there were three minutes left in the game. It's, I don't know. That's the only way to explain it, right? Like I, I just, it doesn't make sense to me that a team that was that good throughout the entire regular season can have a collapse like that against a team like that. I, I just, it, it, it boggles the mind really. Uh, what about Isaac Hassan and his brace for his elbow that I guess didn't get, gain the necessary approval from the NCAA, thought it was a, a potential risk of injury to other players on the floor? He says he wants to play when they take on Texas Tech, who's playing exceptionally well right now, even if it's a couple of minutes. I mean, Harms came in, he's he's he's, he's, he's 7-3 or whatever. He's, they're better, they have a better chance to advance with Haas on the floor. I don't think anybody would argue that. Do you think he plays? Do they get the brace figured out? And if he does, Rob, I mean, how conceivably, how many minutes do you think he can give them? 
I mean, the question isn't really how many minutes he can give them because it's an elbow injury, right? Like, it's an arm injury. He can go out there and run as much as he wants. It's not like he's not in shape to do it. The question is, can he actually be effective? You know, he's got a broken elbow on his right arm, and, and that's a guy. He scores with his right hand in the post. Like, that's his move, his right-handed jump hook. So now all of a sudden you're telling me that you want to play a guy with a broken right arm who may or may not actually be able to lift that arm over his head and you expect him to be effective offensively when, when the one hand that he has where he can make a move just isn't going to be there. So, look, I respect it, man. I, I understand why he wants to play. He's a senior. This is it. This is the run. They actually have a chance to win a national title. They're good enough to do it. And he's going to have to sit down and watch it from the sidelines. Like I, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. So, I get it. I just don't see how this is an idea that could end up working. And, look, I'm – if, if he can figure out that brace and he can go out there and he can give you five, six, seven, eight minutes where he's just kind of banging bodies with somebody and, and, and just it's just big, really, is what it comes down to, right? So if he can do that, then good for him. Go ahead. Go do it. I just don't see how it's an option that's going to be effective when, like, your right arm, the arm that you shoot with, is hmm. <laughs> like just basically doesn't work. It is Purdue, the School of Engineers. If there's a place to do it, <laughs> a good point. It might be uh, there in West Lafayette. Hey, I want to get your thoughts on Texas Tech. They're three seed, but they—I mean—they feel like a seven. I think to a lot of people, just not a national recognized program. They've been good, but even in the Big Twelve, I think under the radar. Do they have what it takes? I mean, it, it's a more difficult path if they were on the left side of things. It'd be a little different. But uh, just your takeaway on the Red Raiders and just how good this team is. I, I love them. I've loved them since. Uh, you know, the, the middle of Big 12 play. And, and here's why. Because they are great defensively, right? They are right up there with Cincinnati. They're, they're probably the best defensive team left in the NCAA tournament, to be honest with you. But unlike Cincinnati and unlike Virginia, what they have is a dude in Keaton Evans who is a dude. You know, he can, we, we've seen the first two games of the tournament. He took those games over down the stretch. He had 19 points on six for six shooting uh, in that comeback win over Stephen F. Austin. He had 16 second, uh, that was in the second half. 19 second half points. He had 16 points in the second half against Florida in that comeback win. He made the three that put them ahead with two minutes left, and then was a guy that split that, that pick and roll and uh, and found Zaire Smith for the lob with a minute left that put him up by five. You know they have a guy on that roster that can take a game over down the stretch, and that's the big concern with teams that are great defensively but are great offensively, right? Is do they have somebody? Do they have a way that they can score? if things kind of get bogged down, if they're playing a good defensive team and they kind of run into a situation where they are having issues getting buckets, do they have somebody that they can go to? And Texas Tech does. They remind me a little bit of that UConn team from 2014, to be honest, Hmm. because that team, you know, they were the only team in the Ken Palm era in the last 16 years to be ranked outside of the top 25 in offensive efficiency before the start of the NCAA tournament to go on to win the national title. Texas Tech was kind of in that same range. I think they were 40-something offensively and third defensively. But they have that go-to guy. They have that stud. They have that player that can take games over. So I really like them. I think they can make a run. I think they beat Purdue, and I think they're going to give, whether they play Virginia, uh, I'm sorry, West Virginia or Villanova in that Elite Eight game, I think they're going to give them a fight. And they can get there, man. I think they can get it done. Hmm. Why do teams lose their mind when they come up against Bayheim zone? They lose their mind against all zones, man. Like that's part of the reason why Duke has been so successful is because nobody has any idea how to play against a two-three zone. It's baffling to me. At some point, you got to figure like 
high school coaches can teach his own offense. D3 coaches can teach his own offense. Like, how do you not, how does Tom Izzo have no idea how to, how to coach his own offense? But to be fair, you know, this, this was not a popular take on Twitter yesterday. I don't think that that was on Tom Izzo. I think that that was on Tom Izzo's players for not being able to make open shots. They shot eight for 38 from three. They shoot on the season 41% from three, which was sixth in all of college basketball. They got the shots they wanted. They missed the shots they wanted. I don't see how that's on Tom Izzo. All right, fresh shot. Who you got? Final four. Where are you going, Doster? I'm, and I'm still I'm, I'm sticking with Duke. Ever since Duke started playing defense, I, I've said that they're the best team in the country. So, like, I can't change on it now, right? I need them to win the national title to win my pool so I get all my money back. <laughs> uh, where were you? And you're spending uh, the weekend in Boston, uh, in the East Region. If you could pick one to go to, I, at least marquee wise, uh, that would be the one, right? Those seemingly, at least on paper, and haven't gone like that. Uh, potentially, maybe, maybe the best place to be this weekend, Rob. Yeah, it'll be good. If I had to pick one place and budget didn't matter, I would probably go to Omaha just because Kansas and Duke and, and the brands there. But I think the matchup between Villanova and West Virginia is going to be phenomenal. I do the too. matchup between Texas Tech and Purdue is going to be phenomenal. And whoever gets to that, that Elite Eight regional title game, however you want to call it, I mean, that game's going to be awesome. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the way that the bracket broke. Last year I was in New York, and last year – I got. I was supposed to get Duke Villanova in the same region, and I ended up getting South Carolina, Florida, Baylor, and Wisconsin. So, you know, I was I was due this man. I, I was owed it by the basketball gods. Great stuff. We will catch up with you. You will be in Boston. You've got a small window of media veil for us after the media veils for you are done. So we'll catch up with you on Thursday. Thank you, Rob. Appreciate it. We call it my radio availability. Good stuff, <laughs> and we'll take advantage of it. Take care, guys. Thanks, Rob. Rob Doster, collegebasketballtalk.com, part of NBC Sports. We will come back. So, got one segment to go. Trent and I continue on here. It's the Ken Miller Show. Jimmy B and TC today from 4 until 6. We'll be back to wrap it up following this break on 1700 KBGG. First Light with Evan Henning every weekday from 8 to 9 a.m. on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Well, it's that time of year again. Tax time. Not all tax firms are the same. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services located in West Des Moines. Not only am I a tax pro, but a certified financial planner as well. We can discuss tax savings ideas and financial services when we meet. We are not a chain and offer local and personalized service. Give us a try. Visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440-1133. Advantage Financial and Tax Services. Hi, I'm Baron Geiger, president of Caring Hands in Altoona. Is winter wearing on you? Are you ready for the sights and smells of spring? Do you enjoy walking or running and like the idea of meeting the needs of others in your community? If so, we've got a great opportunity for you. On April 7th, Caring Hands Food Pantry and Clothes Closet will be hosting its annual Springtime Hill Climb 5K, 10K race. Starting in Doan's Park, the Springtime Hill Climb lets you breathe in the fresh air as you walk or run down the beautiful streets and trails of Pleasant Hill. The Springtime Hill Climb is for everyone, whether you're a new runner looking for a challenging 5K, a long-distance runner looking for a 10K training challenge to prepare for other races coming up, or just want to enjoy a walk through the community to support our fight against hunger here in Polk County. What do you think? Interested in registering for the race or being one of our many local sponsors? Just go to our website, www.caringhands.org. We'll see you on April 7th. Running low on the stuff you need? Time for a Target run. 
We're here for all the big moments and the little ones too. Like treating your taste buds to Granny Smith apples on sale $2.99 for a three-pound bag. Or shake up your routine with a free $5 gift card when you spend $20 or more on beauty and personal care brands like Olay. And hop in for Easter candy variety packs like Cadbury and Kit Kat on sale two for $7. Get low prices on thousands of items today and every day. Target run and done. Pricing may vary. Restrictions may apply. Now at Menard, save big money on your next project with 11% off everything. Update your bathroom with Max. The orchestra freestanding bathtub has a sleek design. Only 7-11-11 after 11% off. A 60-inch U-tile shower kit gives you the look of tile without any of the maintenance. 18-46-75 after 11% off. Get 11% off everything now at Menards. Good through March 24th. 11% savings or mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American-made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa featuring Mighty M Industrial Pressure Washers. Mighty M built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online washersystems.com. On March 31st, more than 300 riders on horseback from across the state of Iowa will deliver donations to Easter Seals Camp Sunnyside in Des Moines. In the 50-year history, the group has donated more than $10 million to support Easter Seals Iowa and Camp Sunnyside. The community is invited to welcome the riders into Camp Sunnyside at 3 p.m. on the 31st of March. Easter Seals Iowa provides exceptional service to ensure all people with disabilities or special needs and their families have equal opportunities to live, learn, work, and play in their communities. For more information on Easter Seals, Iowa, or on the Pony Express ride, visit www.easterseelsia.org. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. Baseball. Is there another professional sport that brings out as much passion and as many memories in their fans? Kevin the Flag Guy here. We love baseball at Heartland Flags. Go Reds. We know what the flag means, and so do you. The classic pinstripes, the simple W, or the iconic throwback logos of your favorite team. Baseball is back, and it's time to fly your favorite team's flag. Shop in-store, 3719 Southwest 9th in Des Moines, or online at heartlandflags.com. Guys, Trent Condon here again for New Leaf Wellness. Warm weather is going to be here before you know it, and if you added some pounds during the winter, New Leaf Wellness can help you. Great treatment programs designed specifically for you. I'm on the GAC and Mick. It has helped me not just lose weight with my energy level, no more lulls in the afternoon. Give them a call today. Set up a free, no-obligation consultation. 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Let's feel better together with New Leaf Wellness Centers. Hi, right, welcome.
Welcome back. Final segment, Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent and I taking you up until close to 2 o'clock. And then uh, Jimmy B and TC back from 4 until 6. Well, Trent, we were so basketball crazy, and why wouldn't we have been this weekend? There were other happenings in the world of sports. Um, Arnold Palmer's tournament at Bay Hill. Rory McIlroy, who's been playing anything but like uh, the the number one player in the world which he was for a period there he's got it back together tiger was tiger again um leading me to this trent and it's but all over twitter and i think it's a very valid point the masters which is an incredibly difficult ticket to get into mm-hmm. if you got tiger and yes. his needle's pointing upward. And Phil Mickelson is coming off a win. And Rory McIlroy, who is as big a name as there is in the sport, these all three guys playing exceptionally well leading into uh, Augusta. Boy, oh boy, what a tough ticket. And if you've got some, you're lucky. And if you think you're getting to the Masters and you've paid your money, but you still don't have them yet, keep your fingers crossed because I think these tickets are going through the roof. He, these badges, I beg your pardon. Yes, you're going to need a, a cash advance, I think, for oh. this one. It is going to be. Do you have any idea what normally it costs? You know, if you're standing outside the gates on Thursday morning, is it normally. Five hundred, a thousand, two great. Do you have any? No, I mean I did because we both worked with a guy that made (laughs) part of his living off of that, and Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, a, I'm not sure if I asked him what it was, he would give me the right answer to begin with, (laughs) right, right, which is another story. But thousands, thousands, I got to think, especially, and then once the cut comes and Tiger's in the hunt or Phil's in the hunt or. Uh, speeds in the it's it's going to be just remarkable and it was good theater yesterday. I thought Tiger ran out of gas. Yeah. I thought for a while he got to within a stroke uh, of the lead. Um, he was having a terrific round. Then sixteen came, just had an awful shot on sixteen and ran out of gas. Meanwhile, Rory McIlroy is charging up the board. And he looked like Rory McIlroy. Every putt he made, Trent, or I, he went in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just remarkable. Um, baseball wise, Twins. D Trent. Yeah, Polanco, who is going to be your shortstop mm-hmm. and, and really finished strong last year, put up good numbers. He did in the second half last year, which makes you wonder. Yeah, <laughs> that's a very good point. And. Did you see uh, Brian Dozier, who is the Twins rep, if you will, for the union? I did not. He had uh, some comments uh, yesterday just saying that we want a clean game. Uh, a lot of teammates supported him. Dozier kind of had a different tone to him what, and uh, disappointment. In his shortstop? Yes. Well, good for him. I know that. Smoltz was always that way, yep. too. And if you get these guys that are the, I don't know if you call him the face of the team, but as you said, he's the player rep, and he's mm-hmm. been an all-star on that uh, for that team before and some bad, bad teams. Dozier was one of the bright spots because Maurer would have been hurt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? Yes. Um, I, I, I wish there was more of that. I really do. Um, so, so good. So what does that do to your team? I mean, you've had a really good offseason yeah. with Twins and, and, their, and their fan base. What does that do? Uh, it's not a death knell. You know, a lot of times you'll you'll have in something like this come up, and well, who, what's behind him? They still have Pedro Flormon, who's a plus defender, very good defender. And even if he doesn't hit a lick, you know you're at least set there position wise. They can uh, so he'll be probably now the full time uh, shortstop. Uh, Adrianza, guy that good glove, he'll help out. But I, I think they're fine. I, yeah, yeah, it's. It's not a death knell, but you're right. Late in the season, he was batting third, fourth a lot of times. I mean, he he was swinging in August and September incredibly hot and after Sano went down. But this also now kind of takes that. Now Sano, where he thought, oh, can we play him 
you know, five out of seven days at third. Now it's probably going to have to be basically every day. Mm. You can't move that around. And you just you lose that flexibility. And how is the leg going to respond for him? And and all those things coming back. It it's a step back, but this off season has been one of the few that I've been so excited about what they've done. It took a while to get here, but that uh, I'm going to take this one in stride. Normally, okay. oh, here we go, same old twins. Something stupid comes up. Something like. No, I'm I'm taking this one in stride. I'm I'm feeling okay still. Not a big step back. They're going to be all right. All right. Uh, moving around a little bit. Uh, the first game in the NFL schedule allegedly broke today. Yeah. No confirmation, so we're starting to at least get some trickle out. Then we'll get the Thanksgiving Day games. Perhaps uh, we'll come out before anything else. But it's no surprise. On one hand... You know, that that is a marquee game. Or is the league, is Fox, I guess, who would have had it, or NBC had they bid for it, would they have been better off saving the Vikings at the Eagles rematch for later on down the road? Or, you know what, let's lift the curtain with the team, the, the, the two teams that played for the NFC Championship and the one that won the Super Bowl, hosting the one that they knocked out. I can see both sides of it. Bottom line is, Trent, it was going to be a good game, at least you would think. Wherever it showed up in the schedule, Kirk Cousins is familiar with the NFC East. Um, I, I, I see why they did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's, it's a good game. And Cousins, I think, is going to add to the intrigue mm-hmm. there. Yeah, it it makes a lot of sense. It, it does. It's kind of the maybe the easiest one, but a lot of times the easy decision is the best decision. I think they they went with that. So it's fun. I mean, we we have a local that we get to get excited about for that first sure. one. Got it last year with the Chiefs and Patriots, though neither of us expected the uh, the, the Chiefs to do what they did. Right? Uh, looked like they were on their way to getting blown out. All of a sudden, all call overturned and. Chiefs came roaring back. Hopefully we'll get a fun, exciting game like that. But uh, I'm excited for that. I'm, I'm excited for this Vikings team. It's all coming up Minnesota, except for the T-Wolves. They're, they're continuing to fall back. Well, tap the brakes a little bit. Mm. You know the Wild are going to have to face in the first round, don't you? No clue. The Winnipeg Jets. Oh, really? I don't think you want any part of them. Oh. I don't think they want any part of them. Oh, I- I'll I'll get to hockey in April, and, okay. and I'll be I'll be ready for it. Promise? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. And if we get Parisi against who's your guy? Line A. Line A. Who, by the way, did I tell you he's nineteen? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and by the way, leads the NHL in scoring. Friendly wager. On what? On Wild Jets? Yeah. Oh, you don't want that. I, I couldn't take your money. I really couldn't. Um, Put a lunch bet on it. Yeah, we'll do that. All right. We'll. we'll and we'll, I don't we'll want the lunch. same sandwich that you have every day. <laughs> Every single day. Uh, there's NIT tonight, but you know what? I think I'm going to take a night off basketball. Are you, are you? It's hard to kind of get reinvigorated. Top that last four days, right? right? You can't, Trent. No. I was a little disappointed in Marshall last night. I turned it off at 69 to 40. I started yeah. night, I started Thursday morning, and I finally, it's 69 to 40 with, I don't know, 12 minutes, 11 minutes left. I had uncle. Zit. Uncle. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I'm taking tonight off. Will you? Well, you'll bet. So you'll probably. Yeah, watch. yeah. That got to have that on the screen. NBA still not ready. Hockey, I'm still not ready. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need. Well, to have a big game tonight. They, Do they? Yeah, they're they're at home uh, against the Kings. Very important for Minnesota. It's at seven o'clock. It's televised on Fox Sports North. Might find my way over there a little 668. bit. Six sixty eight. Six sixty eight. Might do that. Got to start getting into that hockey mode a little yeah. bit. Got to start getting you into mentioned the, the T Wolves for a second. Yeah, they gave up. Like 77 points in the first 24 minutes. We were uh, out to eat last night after we got home because after vacation you don't feel like cooking. You're right. still kind of in vacation mode. 
So we're out and we're at Buffalo Wild Wings and all the games. And the on. NBA game was on. They had well every game's on. You know, I mean, just TVs everywhere. And uh, so yeah, I took a couple of glimpses up at that, and boy, did they look bad. The the few moments that mm-hmm. I saw of that one, it bad defensively. They could fall out of the playoff. They need picture. Jimmy Butler to come back, yes. and I haven't heard a peep. No, I mean it was, that's concerning. Yeah, it really is. It was going to be, you know, first, second week in April, late in the season, best case scenario anyways. I haven't heard a thing, but they really miss Jimmy Butler, no yeah. doubt about that. Uh, what a great four days of basketball. Of course, it resumes on Thursday. You can hear the Sweet 16 right here. Uh, you can hear right till they cut down the nets in San Antonio. You and Jimmy B today have some work to do. We do. Four to six. You'll get everybody uh, your drive home, local sports on your radio. What do you guys got planned? We're uh, going to go to Chicago. Our man Scott Phillips from NBC Sports a cohort with uh, Travis Hines and our last guest, Rob well, Dostler. Hines, I think, recapped every game on Saturday. Got, got you working. Yeah. That, that is... Uh, well, that, for him, that's not working. Right, I mean, exactly. These guys love this, right? But uh, he'll be stopping by. But he's a Chicago guy, so he's Blue covering Loyola. Loyola. Going to go a little bit deeper into that fun story. Uh, obviously, you know, we've, we've had it from arm's reach. We've been looking mm-hmm. at it throughout the season, but a little deeper dive into that. A little baseball talk with Seth Gruen. Wolfgang will be by, so... A busy show for until 6 o'clock on your drive home. All right. Hawkeye Huddle Boys coming back tomorrow. Last one of the season. That's it, huh? Eh, so they say. Bringing we'll the curtain down. We'll, we'll see if we can talk them into it's another spring one. spring football for right. out loud. Yes. There's a lot of interest there. out there, boys. Yes. But uh, Iowa ladies get upset in the first round. Wrestling team, pretty good, though. Well, it, the it one was kid, right? Spencer, Spencer Lee. Lee. Yes. And they, I mean, how close were they to actually not burning his red shirt? It's a good quiet. I mean, you hear conflicting things about that. Some people say this was kind of always the way that they had it set up. The reason that really most people didn't think he was going to redshirt this year is because he will redshirt in 2020, getting ready for the Olympics. Oh. So he will use his redshirt year then. So I didn't realize that. It, I think it was more a matter of how long is it going to take him coming back off the torn ACL he suffered in high school as a senior, uh, how long... It was until he was going to be able to be ready for the mat at, at the D1 level than him actually redshirting this year. And you saw, I mean, the guy's unbelievable. He, mm. Freshman, he's a world champion already multiple times at the youth level. Uh, you're probably going to see him in the 2020 Olympics. And God willing, I will be there as well. That's my next big trip. I know it is. You've said as much. That's good stuff. If I can get wrestling tickets, Spencer Lee. That's a tax write-off, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Follow him, Trent. Yes. We are out of time. Jimmy B and TC get you home four to six. It's the Ken Miller Show. Thank you for listening. Trent and I are back tomorrow at noon on seventeen hundred KBGG. Hey, it's Bill Ryder. Nice to be talking to the home crowd again in Central Iowa, where I was raised, where I got married. The show is right on you, five to nine p.m. weekdays on Des Moines Big Talker seventeen hundred KBGG. Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory-trained service department and will work on any American-made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa featuring Mighty M Industrial Pressure Washers. Mighty M, built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online, washersystems.com. 
Walk to Prevent Suicide. Join the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and participate in an out-of-the-darkness community walk. Register for a walk near you at outofthedarkness.org. Suicide takes an enormous toll on families, friends, co-workers, and entire communities. Walk to raise awareness. Walk to raise funds for research, education, advocacy, and programs to support people impacted by suicide. Walk to save lives. Go to outofthedarkness.org today. If you're a small business owner, you know how important it is to keep good records. We can help. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services located in West Des Moines. Bookkeeping, payroll, sales tax reporting, as well as income taxes, everything you need to be successful in running your business. We are not a chain and offer local and personalized service. You do what you do best and let us do the rest. Visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440 Advantage Financial and Tax Services, located in West Des Moines. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at Wolf construction.net. We're a roofing machine. You can help plant the seeds of hope in the heartland. Imagine how an at-risk child's life can change when one small act of kindness leads to an entirely different path. Wildwood Hills Ranch is transforming the lives of at-risk children, one heart and one child at a time, through year-round character, leadership, and teamwork training. Frederick Douglass was right. It is better to build strong children than repair broken men. Help forge a path by sponsoring an at-risk child today. Learn more by visiting wildwoodhillsranch.org. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. Easter Seals Iowa provides support for children and adults with disabilities in our community. From the fun of Camp Sunnyside to employment and daily living skills, Easter Seals provides a wide range of support to promote independence. We have so much fun out in the sun here at Camp Sunnyside. Learn more at EasterSealsIA.org. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix.